Welcome to the From Self-Doubt to Success podcast. I'm your host, Estelle Petroquin, career transition coach and mindset mentor. I created this podcast to show you that your biography is not your destiny. At any moment, you can take back control of your life and transform it for the better. The way you've been conditioned to think is holding you back from creating your own version of success. If you feel like you're not living to your fullest potential and letting life happening to you instead of for you, you've come to the right place. Let's dive in. Hi guys, welcome back to the From Self-Doubt to Success podcast. Today we have a special guest, uh, Rebecca Wiener-McGregor, and she is a transformational hypnotist and money mindset coach. So I'm sure she's going to share so much good stuff with us today. And yeah, first of all, I would like for her to introduce herself. So Rebecca, could you tell us a little bit more uh, about your career journey and your sole purpose? Mm, they're all they're all intertwined aren't they I for me they definitely are this uh this career chose me for a reason mm-hmm. so um my pat it you know everybody has a long and winding road to get to where they got to where they are so I'll try to give you like the the sweet and condensed version <laughs> but really I was um early on in my life I wanted to change the way that people healed from experiences. Um, Something traumatic had happened in our family and we had done some therapy and things like that. And it just wasn't, it wasn't landing the way that I thought it needed to in all of my egomania being like a 17, 18 year old. Right. And, uh, and I thought there has to be a better way. So I was going to become a psychiatrist and I was going to become a, you know, a psychologist, I was going to do like all the things to try to figure this out, be a marriage and family therapist. And the day I was supposed to start college, I stayed in bed. <laughs> and instead, I went and uh, went and got a job. And I ended up working in banking for a very, very long time. And in jobs that I really did not like and really undervalued me. One of one of my bosses told me that me and my colleagues were a dime a dozen at one point. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure your audience can relate to some really uh, difficult career experiences. And at one of those jobs that I really didn't like at all, um, I started back to college and completed uh, my degree and then started in my in my graduate degree for health psychology, trying to figure out what, I, what was it going to be really the purpose, right? And one of my coworkers, who was a dear, dear friend, still is at the time asked me about hypnosis. And during the time that he asked me, I was actually dealing with a lot of anxiety. I was hiding from my life. I didn't know it until later how much I was hiding. You know, we, something happens. It's always like that. Yeah. (laughs) We know know something is wrong, but it's always like a few years later that you realize how bad it was. Right. (laughs) Yes. Because it becomes our new normal. Suffering was my new normal. Yes. So I, um, I told him I didn't know anything about it except for the couple paragraphs that were in one of our psych books. And um, he said, I think you could help a lot of people with this. And the person I helped the most was myself simply by saying yes to that opportunity, because he asked if I would go to the classes with him. And I said, sure, you know, really hesitating, scared, because I was scared of everything at that time. And, um, but I trusted that if he was with me, you know, we'd be fine, right? That we would do it together and we'd figure it out together. And 
I said yes, and he ditched me. And I ended up going by myself. It was the best thing that he ever did for me, really. He sent me, basically, I sent myself on this journey without him and healed the anxiety that I was feeling for years that I'd been hiding away, accepting so much less for myself, believing that I needed someone to save me, including my friend, right? I needed him to go with me to the training. Um, but I ended up saving myself. That's beautiful. And it it has been the most spectacular journey because shortly after that, I left my um, banking career and started full-time as a hypnotist. And what I really have focused on from the beginning is helping people heal trauma that creates anxiety, that staticky rage, frustration, feeling, panic attacks, grief, that kind of thing. That's what I help people with largely for the vast majority of my career and still do. And the people that I were networking, that I was networking with were all women. I was in these great communities with entrepreneurial women and they became my clients and they were all talking about how do you make money and how do you um, create success for yourself? And so over time, that became a thing that I started to offer as well because of the things that I was learning, the coaching that I was taking and the ways that I was creating the money and in my own career. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah. it just evolved so beautifully. Now it's now my work is about healing the trauma. It's about creating the life that you want. And it's about really getting into self-responsibility and self-leadership. I love it. I love yeah. it because, you know, the way you explained it, it's so clear how these things are interconnected. Yes. And, you know, from an outside perspective, maybe it's not as clear from the start, like, okay, money mindset coach. And how is that related mm -hmm. and healing trauma, you know, but um, it's actually really interesting because all those blocks we have with money also come from wounds, right? Yes. Like, so it's, it, we need to heal that as well. 100%. Yes. Um, and it's so funny because it, a bit by coincidence, I was, uh, I was reading that book yesterday, uh, Abundance Now, and oh, and it was the whole chapter on the money mindset blocks mm -hmm. right and um, and it was so interesting how it talked about the way we see money comes from so many different things that are part of our lives so like our culture our ethnicity mm -hmm. our um also our gender um, yeah. there's so many things like our, our social economical background everything comes into mm -hmm. play to form this unique way of seeing money right absolutely um, and I'm sure you can say so much more about it <laughs> it's <laughs> it's one of my favorite things to talk about because I'm <laughs> passionate about women having money yeah and having their own money and not having to stay in a difficult professional or personal relationship for the sake of financial security when they yeah. can create their own which happens so much, right? Yes. It's more hurting. It's more, there's no space for healing when that yeah. happens. It's, it's yeah. dangerous to yes. stay in those relationships. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's codependency basically. So, okay. Mm -hmm. So on that, we're on the same page, uh, you and I work towards the empowerment of women. <laughs> yes. yes. And just one quick question. No, two actually about your career journey. So the first one was what happened that day you didn't go to your class? Why didn't you go? What happened? It was, it was my gut telling me this wasn't the right path. 
which I later found out was my intuition. Mm-hmm. And it was leading me. What it did actually was it led me to a career where I had to learn to talk to all different kinds of people in all different kinds of circumstances. And it really helped me to develop my compassion mm. and patience with people and then really releasing judgment about them. And um, that was such a powerful experience for me because I met some really great friends, had some really wonderful experiences, but also really learned to talk to people Mm -hmm. because it was, it was largely on the phone, you know, when I was um, supervising and someone had to transfer a customer to me or something like that, everything was on the phone Mm -hmm. even back then. And I had to listen with my ears and also with my heart to figure out what was going on. Right. Yeah. 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 And it was a bit by coincidence that you ended up in banking, right? Oh, yes, that was not the goal at all. (laughs) Okay, okay. But what I find interesting here is that, uh, you know, that experience, even though it wasn't your, your ultimate path or purpose, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, was definitely helpful. And you needed to go through that to get to where you're at now. Um, 100%. I find that very hopeful for people that are kind of stuck right now in a a career they don't necessarily enjoy for them to understand that there's always something good, you know, out of any experience that you can take with you. Yes. And honestly, I think I had to figure out what was the good thing that I was learning Mm -hmm. to be set free from it. Yeah. And so if you're struggling to figure out like, how can I get out of this job? Start looking at little bits of things that you're grateful for that came because of that. Yeah. That was really a turning point for me because I became a hypnotist and it took me a couple of years to go full time as a hypnotist and I still had jobs, um, during that time working for someone else. And the thing that really set me free was developing that confidence in myself to go forward and take the leap. Right. And also letting myself be comfortable where I was not just longing for the thing I didn't have, which was being full-time somewhere else, but letting myself feel gratitude for where I was. And that will really ease your suffering too. Yeah. Because there's something that I really, really enjoyed about banking. That when I clocked out at five o'clock, I didn't have to think about it. Yeah. And I didn't have to think about it all weekend. <laughs> Starting my own business was a whole different thing, right? I am excited to think about it all the time. Yeah. But it's very few and far between where I actually want to shut it off. Mm-hmm. But it's it's there, you know? Absolutely. Like, what's the next thing we can do to impact? How can I create a stronger message, you know, those kinds of things are on my mind all the time because the passion, the passion is strong, right? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. definitely. No, I feel the same way. And yet at the same time, I feel like, you know, entrepreneurship might not be for everyone. And that's also absolutely Um, there's, I don't know, so much there's like a bit of a trend right now, you know, of everyone should be an entrepreneur. you know, you can make money out of anything. And I'm not saying you can't, but it might not be the right route for, for one, sometimes the employee life is also, it gives you freedom as well. You know what I mean? The, the kind of freedom you just talked about, you don't have that level of responsibility and I'm sure you can find, uh, I mean, that's my job, you know, environment right. and, and communities and a purpose within 
uh, being in a in a company or working for someone else, that's also possible. I just want to say that because I feel like um, there's kind of this this cliche or thoughts right now that you know in order to be free and in order to live with purpose you need to have your own business oh yeah yes I don't believe that I do not believe that I have two employees and I am grateful that they don't they don't want to go do their own thing at least right now (laughs) right they might decide at some point they do but excuse me I really think that there's a lot of value in what you just just said because even if you're not happy in your current job doesn't mean that you can't be happy in another job where you can, and I use the word job because that almost sounds for some people, it's like a bad word, a job, right? Mm -hmm. But when you find the right place, when you find your people, when you find the thing that you can support and that gives you what you need, that's freedom. Yeah. That's freedom right there. And you can definitely find that within a corporation if that is what you want. Because that that key that you that we were both talking about, that not everybody wants that responsibility. Not everybody's life can support having that kind of responsibility. You know, we only have so much mental and emotional bandwidth that starting a company or um, being responsible for other people's paychecks and things like that, or being responsible for a mission, not everybody wants that. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. Because we need the people, we need both, right? We work Absolutely. together. We need both. Yeah. So I think that's such a valuable thing that you said, because I think you're right. A lot of people have been pushing themselves, like, what kind of business can I start? What can I do? And it's also bringing, almost bringing like a sense of shame that they can't find the thing that they want to do mm-hmm. when maybe they are just content with being in a job and that's great. Yeah. Like when you can find your place of contentment, a lot of stuff gets a lot easier, right? Yeah. 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 That's where you actually get to create and be in flow and um and you don't have all this stress because you know, I love how you were transparent about you getting into like getting into full-time uh, hypnotherapy because mm-hmm. it took you some time you know it's not yeah. just something where oh you learned a skill and from one day to another you're right. you're going full-time and you have your clients and you make a bunch of money that's just not the reality of things so I just wanted to to clarify that and, and oh thank yeah you. absolutely thank you for being honest about <clears throat> this and transparent you know yes I started doing part-time uh, I would work from five to to two o'clock five a.m to two p.m and then I would come home and I'd see clients in my apartment, in my little apartment. And it wasn't really until um, about a month before the my department closed. Mm-hmm. I I didn't know that it was going to close, but I kind of sensed something was going on and sensed that this was my time. That I rented an office back when I thought I needed an office and uh, rented an office. And a month later, we found out that they were closing our department. Wow. So it was like, really, intuition was talking to me a lot then, right? But it wasn't an easy road because I had a lot of money gunk and success gunk back at that time that I have worked very hard on 18 years. So um, we just got to take our lessons and keep plugging away. Yeah. Keep keep trying and knowing that the road is not perfect, Mm -hmm. right? 
Yeah. There were lots of days that I thought I would get clients just sitting on my couch watching Travel Channel with my dog. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized that I had to learn how to get clients too and how yeah. to be a good um a good person in my own job that I created. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Um Going back to, you know, what we were talking about at first and also what we talked about the first uh, time we met. So we, yeah. we talked about the importance of healing, right? When uh, yeah. transforming our lives, whether it's about, you know, creating more abundance financially um, or just being more emotionally stable, finding your mm -hmm. purpose. Could you like elaborate on that, on how, why healing is so important on that path to achieving our goals? It is first a beautiful expression of self-love because we all have wounds. We all have stuff that we're walking around with. You mentioned that they, that all those wounds can cut in stories about whether it's money or whatever it is in your life, it's come from somewhere else. And the person, if you've been, you know, hurt by someone else, they were hurt by someone else they were hurt by someone else. It's a, it's a long, long line. And when you take responsibility for your own healing, you heal the past and you heal the future. And you also have a part in healing the collective, which is a really, really beautiful thing. And it is, it's not your responsibility that someone hurt you, right? But it's your responsibility to heal So that the energy that you're putting out in the world, the emotion, what you're bringing to the world is healthy. Yeah. I love that explanation. Yeah. yeah. And it's not, it's not saying if you haven't healed already that you're doing anything wrong. We have to reach a point where it's safe for us to heal. Mm -hmm. Some of us don't even realize that we were in survival mode for mm -hmm. a really long time or that healing was even possible because we've been told over and over, you just live with it. Mm -hmm. You just got to learn to manage this anxiety or you've just got to, you know, suffer because this was your lot in life. Mm -hmm. And that is all BS here to tell you that you can heal a lot of the things that are going on, especially emotionally and spiritually, and really come home to yourself and your real passion and your heart and your intuition and your divine nature. Yeah. yeah. I love that expression coming home to yourself. That's yeah. that's really what it is. Yeah. And you explained it so beautifully because it's it's really that it's really about energy. When you're able to heal, then you you are kind of like cleaning the dust inside of your head, inside of your yes. heart, you know, and and making space for light, for everything I said before as well, those that creativity, that that flow, that I don't know, just the the love it really is yes. the love you know the, the love for yourself for what you do for how you contribute to the world how you can help others um and it's it's really a spiritual journey it really is and even it doesn't even have to be altruistic the reason that you heal absolutely you can heal so you don't feel like crap anymore mm -hmm. so your relationship with yourself is better so your relationship with others It doesn't even have to be for the world. You don't owe yeah. us anything. 
Yeah. You can just do it for you to feel better. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You're under no obligation to heal for us, but do it for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And then the only thing that is stopping your love from amplifying your creativity from being in flow and you being popping with ideas and solutions of all the things that you want to conquer in the world. The only thing that is standing in your way is your fears and your stories. Mm -hmm. So the more that you clear those out, whatever road you take to heal, the more that you clear them out, the easier everything's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. It just feels lighter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And who doesn't want an easier life? The last thing we need to be doing is fighting ourselves because there's plenty of other places to get offended and be fighting. Right. Yeah. We don't need to be fighting ourselves. But we are. Yeah. Most of the time our our first enemy. And, uh, you know, it's it's funny because usually when we haven't started that healing journey, um, the first reflex we have or even when we have, you know, like I still the the only difference is that I'm much more aware of it now, you know, and I know how to deal with it. But um, whenever I'm not happy, whenever I'm suffering, something is, you know, coming up. uh, My first reflex is to resist that feeling. Mm -hmm. You know, you just want it to go away. You just want to like push it under the carpet and forget about it. But yes. for the people listening here, what is according to you, you know, as the expert that you are on this, uh, a better way to process your emotions when shitty thoughts, shitty emotions come up? Because at the end of the day, we're only humans, you know? So mm, right. this, this happens to absolutely every single person. It absolutely happens to every single person. <laughs> You're right. One of the easiest... Uh, let me rephrase one of the simplest things to do, and it does require practice, but let's face it. Everything in our life is a practice. Everything's an experiment. We're just trying to get to a place where things feel better, right? The simplest thing that you can do when confronted with a feeling in your body of resistance, and it will show up as tension on your head, right? Forehead, back of your head, top of your head, your neck, your shoulders, your chest, your gut will churn, your abdomen will get tighter. I've even had clients who the back of their knees would start sweating when they were having a moment of anxiety or resistance, right? You know your body. And if you're in your head a lot, take a pause, put your hand on your heart, tune into your body to what's happening. But when you know, when you can notice when you're in resistance, which takes a little bit of practice, right? When you notice that, take a pause and a breath, instead of immediately diving into a reaction, think about just for a moment, what's the, what's a helpful response here? Is a response required? And what is this telling me about myself and where I have to heal? Because all of our gunk, that's what I like to call it, all of our gunk will lead us to our wounds and the places that we need to heal. Mm-hmm. All of our gunk will lead us to our limitations where we get to practice moving beyond them to get to our next level. So if you can start to work with yourself to notice what's happening in your body, the kind of thoughts that are happening in your mind and be loving and almost paying attention to all the emotions that are sitting around the table with you. And you can lean back and observe just in that tiny little pause 
you will learn so much about yourself. And then in that opportunity of the pause, you have the ability, if you choose to drop judgment of yourself, the situation and the other person that's involved or mm -hmm. other people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you'll notice over time how much judgment has been running your life. Mm -hmm. because that's what our subconscious mind has been set up since we were little, little, little kids before the age of eight, all of our programming was set. Yeah. This is right. This is wrong. Yes. <laughs> about yourself and about others. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And this is what you're capable of. This is what you're not capable of. This mm -hmm. is what kind of relationship you can have. This is what kind of relationship you can't have. Mm -hmm. And that's why often we'll, if we'll kind of feel like our emotions are immature mm -hmm. because they were set up when we were kids. Yeah. little kids yeah so yeah. it is often an immature response that's occurring but you don't have to judge yourself about that either no just knowing and understanding that that's what's happening mm -hmm. is incredibly freeing yeah and that's what mindfulness is all about is really yes. you know taking that step back and and observing what is going on yes. um, instead of reacting as you said you know i think it's a yeah. it's a wiser uh emotionally more intelligent response yes <laughs> to and reflect. it feels better yeah at the end of the day all of these things that we can do they just feel better so we're not in so much pain yeah and most of the time what happens to me is that when i get triggered and i take a pause and understand where it comes from alone just that you know without having yes. that judging part um and being like okay this is what's going on just that helps me get over mm -hmm. it and realize how little it is you know right right <laughs> so many things are so little yeah but we can attach them to very big things with tiny little threads yeah that have all been programmed in mm -hmm. right and the things that we've witnessed our parents do or our friends do and we've taken them on for ourselves or the yeah. way people have treated us have told us a story about us and we realize as adults that the way people treat us is a story about them mm -hmm. that's why all of this again feels so immature because it's coming from that child perspective yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. thank you for sharing that yeah <laughs> um do you have any like a sort of signature methodology that you use with your clients to break through fears or that you use yourself You know. Yes, I use a combination of really traditional hypnosis techniques, mm -hmm. one of them being regression. And um, it takes a little time. But regression is a term that's used in traditional counseling. But the way that it happens in hypnosis is very different. Um, in the relaxed state of hypnosis, which is just relax and focus, you're in hypnosis all the time whether you're riding your bike or you're watching a movie or reading or doing a task, you're in a state of hypnosis, scrolling on the internet. It's all very naturally hypnosis. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when you're in that beautiful focused state and your eyes are closed, you can really turn your attention inward. What happens is that you have then the ability to access your subconscious mind and you don't even have to do anything special. So you're already in it. Mm -hmm. Once you're in that, relaxed state, which doesn't take a lot to achieve, actually. Um, what I help my clients do is talk through the past experiences that have created pain in their body. You know, those feelings that I was referencing earlier, the tightness in the chest, pounding heart, churning stomach, tension on their back or wherever. 
And what we do is we talk through the experience without any outside input. So if it were, if you were my client, Estelle, mm -hmm. you would be talking through an experience that was attached, associated to a feeling that you were trying to heal, mm -hmm. let's say, and say it's, um, every time you're, you got nervous, your heart would pound or, um, your heart would race or whatever. And so when we are in this journey together, what we do is we focus on the physical response because your brain doesn't understand things like, oh, let's go heal anxiety today. What it understands is the feeling of your heart racing. So we go, we use that feeling as a bridge to get to past experiences where you have felt that heart pounding feeling, that heart racing feeling. And when we get there, we just talk about it. You get to speak your truth and feel the emotion of that experience. And as you do that, your body relaxes. Mm -hmm it neutralizes that experience mm -hmm. and it breaks the connection between that experience and your physical, emotional and behavioral response. Yeah. And what's so cool about that is that that file is running stuff in the background, kind of like the files on your computer. Right. And when we rewrite that file with neutral feelings, acceptance, understanding, a lot of self-love and a lot of self-forgiveness, then when that file is referenced in the future that's what's in it mm -hmm. and it helps as we do that it helps to calm down that big tidal wave of emotion that comes when you're activated in various situations yeah where anxiety would come up I'll just use that as an example and along with that we use I use emotional freedom technique tapping mm -hmm. during hypnosis as well and um, lots of mindfulness practices and then um, one of my favorite things is Ho'oponopono. I include that. So there's a beautiful state of relaxation that accompanies the emotional forgiveness, peacefulness. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that is all about forgiveness, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. And it is. so it's funny you talk about this because when I, I did my, uh, practitioner training for NLP, uh, the people I did it with also do retreats um, about that Ho'oponopono. Ho yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that is a, it's, it's a tradition from Hawaii, right? Yes. Yeah. And what, so what is the, really the, the meaning behind that? What is the purpose of, of that technique or I don't sure. know even how to call it, you know? Sure. <laughs> it's a, it's a spiritual practice and there are different ways to do it. I'll just add this little nugget of wisdom. There's There were four kingdoms in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. And when the kings would get mad at each other, they wouldn't speak to each other for a long time. So there are, you'll notice that there are different ways to learn Ho'oponopono because there are different people from those different traditions okay. that are teaching it. Mm -hmm. And the way that I learned it is about really taking responsibility for your emotion mm -hmm. and your energy. Mm -hmm. So it's not that you're responsible for every bad thing that happened in the world but you're responsible for how you're reacting in the world. Yeah. And this state of forgiveness and reconciliation that you can create by saying these phrases and putting your heart into the process of releasing attachment and releasing judgment to the thing that happened, the person that's irritating you, the thing that's happening in the world, whatever it is, brings you to a state of calm, peacefulness, 
And when we extract judgment, this is why I talk about releasing judgment all the time. When we extract judgment from our thoughts, we have space. We're judging constantly. We have 60 to 70,000 thoughts per day on a good day. <laughs> when we extract those thoughts of judgment, we have space for inspiration. We have space to hear the divine speak to us. We have mm -hmm. space to hear the capital T, capital W way. And that's where we get our inspiration, solutions, creativity, all of that. Because often we think there may be one or two solutions to our problem. But when we create space to have solutions come to us, we can recognize that there are infinite solutions to our mm -hmm. problems. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's about your responsibility of your energy, but it's about so much more. And in the process, guess what you get? You get to feel better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really what we're trying to accomplish here. Yes, exactly. Well, yeah, I mean, it is this kind of magical. <laughs> it is magical. And every time you heal in that way, like I was mentioning earlier, you're healing the collective. Mm -hmm. The collective needs a lot of healing. Yeah. Yeah. So being loving and healing with yourself and going into healing practices yourself, like I said earlier, you don't owe anybody anything, mm -hmm. but you're, you benefit everybody else when you, when you heal. Yeah. And I feel like this is kind of the, the next step for humanity and also mm -hmm. for not only women, you know, but I'm okay. So, so I, really want to support female leadership and Same. and this is something i feel that women are more in tune to so um i think that's kind of our responsibility as women or at least that's how i interpret it to bring mm -hmm. that into the world and into leadership and into um you know innovation and everything we create from now on um yes. that we need to teach this to men that there are other ways to be powerful not yes. just you know forcing ourselves and being constantly with that resistance and and just being stressed anxious working hard that kind of like sacrifice mentality about success you know what right. I mean right. um I I see it that way because I feel that women can really bring that to the world in Absolutely. in ways that men maybe cannot at this point um because sure. we are more connected to our emotions um but it's beautiful because i do see um how can i say uh an evolution you know yeah. when i see my husband watching i don't know some talk shows with with guys and boxers and and famous guys you know who are guy mm -hmm. guys like and they're talking about spiritual stuff but yes. with their own language i'm like oh we're getting somewhere this is we people are. people realize that yes healing is the key um mm -hmm. to progressing yes ourselves it's... as individuals and as a community as you know humanity yes healing is a part of manifesting, a part of creating, a part of evolving, shedding that old skin, shedding the old stories. You know, we see it in nature all the time, yeah. shedding the past to move into the future, to be stronger. Healing helps us be stronger. And I do believe in a beautiful balance of the masculine and feminine mm -hmm. because we need the emotional, spiritual, intuitive flow side, the trust and the faith and all of that. And we need the rock steady strategy 
certainty, logical um, consistency, <laughs> yeah, consistency, uh, diligence, logic, all of that. So when we can, I think in our in a lot of career and um, entrepreneurial pursuits, it's been all about the the grind, right? The push, just push and fight and chase. And there's so much more with what's possible when we become magnetic and we attract. And that's easier too. Mm -hmm. It feels better. Yeah. It feels better. And it's, um, it's different. It's not as hard pushing, exhausting, burning out, melting everyone's adrenals, all of that. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I prefer that version of success. (laughs) Personally, I do too. I do too. Yeah. The best of both worlds together. (laughs) Yes. I, I want to create my own heaven on earth, right? That's my goal. And it is really to have a summertime feeling all year long. Yeah. 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 It's it's really that. Um, so how talking about that feminine power, that divine feminine power, uh, becoming magnetic, you know, um, how, how can we tap into that? Mm. The number one way is going to be self-trust. Mm-hmm. And that is trusting that you are who you are. You were meant to be that person and really, really loving her. Healing those things that need to be healed so you can really get to the core of who you are. Not the stories, but the core of who you are. And being able to listen to your divine inspiration and trusting that you can take action, that that listening to that divine inspiration is a two-way relationship. Mm-hmm. That when you listen and you act upon the things that you've been guided to do, that more will come and that mm-hmm. de- that relationship will develop. Mm-hmm. And that it doesn't, that you can trust your desire to lead the way. You can trust that your desires are meant for you and they're not just things that get to be dreams off in the distance, but things that you actually can move yourself toward. Mm -hmm. So instead of shutting down what you want or making do with what you have, yes, it's important to do those things at times, right? But also trusting that whatever you are guided to do is there for a reason Mm -hmm. to grow you, to, to move you forward, to bring you more joy, to bring you more pleasure. And it doesn't even have to be anything more than just to bring you pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Thank you for saying that. Um, a lot of times, you know, women come to me or clients and they they tell me, but I, I don't know what my purpose is. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. if I have it in me to save the world or do something, you know, right. huge or um, your purpose is just to be happy, you know, mm-hmm. whatever that looks like for you. So Stop putting so much pressure on yourself. Focus on what makes you happy. And then it's going to, you know, come naturally to you. Um, Absolutely. But, but yeah, definitely, you know, that whole part on healing and reprogramming your mindset, those mm-hmm. beliefs, like releasing those beliefs that don't serve you and rewriting your story is to me definitely a great way to tap into that power. Because as you said, when you are clear about what you want, um, and what is true to you instead of what was kind of imposed on you in terms of beliefs, right. that's when you can start really trusting yourself. Yeah, it's really special too, because once you have 
healed most of your stuff. You know, there's always going to be layers of things that we uncover. Yeah. Where but are when you? <laughs> you, when you get to yourself, you know, really get to be in the present, then the next step that we really work on together is activating who you want to be. Yeah. Activating the, the joy, activating the excitement for life, activating the fun. And maybe your purpose is not to save the world. You know, there aren't 6 billion Marvel characters, <laughs> you know, there's just a few, right? Not everybody's called to save the world. I had to make a decision a long time ago because a lot of the trauma that I support is um, around sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. And I had to make a decision a long time ago that my activism was going to be in how I healed and how I had a message rather than being out on the streets in activism, mm -hmm. right? Because I can't do both. Yeah. I don't believe I can do both mm -hmm. and still live the way that I want to live. And so when you uncover what is really true about you, it may not be that you're here to save the world, but maybe you're here to save yourself, have a different life, save some family, save some friends, guide some friends, lead in your way. Maybe it's not billions of people. Maybe it's 20 people. But what they do then mm -hmm. continues your ripple. Yeah. So you're making a ripple no matter if you're on the stage in front of millions of people. Yeah. Or you're you're working your job at your tiny company and being the leader you want to be there, operating in integrity and trust and, and you passion. could be a stay-at-home mom and exactly and, you know, and educating your children in a way that is so empowering. One hundred percent. That job, by the way, is the most underappreciated, underpaid. Yeah. I mean, we've been saying that for years, but the more, the more I, maturity I have, the more, uh, the more I recognize how hard mothers work, how hard my own mother worked. Mm -hmm. We even had a conversation about it this last weekend. Like, how did you even do three kids when you were in your early twenties? Like, <laughs> it's mind blowing to me. I don't have, I can't have three kids. Like I, I couldn't do it. I don't have the capacity for that. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So sending a lot of love to, to all kinds of women. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, we all have our, our own journey, our own path and, and purpose. And, and again, no judgment. Absolutely. Right. No judgment. Right. Um, Thank you so much, Rebecca. Yeah. Um, just, you know, one last question, because I'm sure, you know, our my audience is going to have to ask you more stuff and, okay. and might want to connect with you. So where can they find you if they're interested in your work? Okay, beautiful. The easiest way to find me is to go to RebeccaWiener.com. And um, you can find me on social and DM me if you want to okay. have a conversation. Awesome. I'm open for that, too, because... I'm here to talk it out, figure it out and help you feel better. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. And especially if you've been a, a victim of sexual abuse, um, you yeah. know, get, yeah, get the help you need. Yeah. We can unlock all those parts yeah. that are locked up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yes. And yeah, I'll put the links in the show notes. So, okay. so you guys so much, can Estelle. find Rebecca. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. You too. Bye.